your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I would like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen on this Monday afternoon and evening. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. In today's episode, we got a lot to talk about, folks, because since our last episode, the Hurricanes have played three games. So we got a lot to talk about regarding the game against Seattle, the game against Philly, and yesterday's a matinee game against the Washington Capitals. So we're just going to dive right on into this. Our first game we're going to talk about briefly was the game against Seattle. This was a game that, to put it lightly, frustrated me because heading into this game last Wednesday on the 24th, this was a game that should have been an easy win for the Hurricanes. It should have been, but it ended up being a trap game. Yes, we all know the cracking at the bottom of the standings. You heard Tony's comments in the previous episode about being in Seattle and watching the Kraken and just how, frankly, not good they are this year. They look like an expansion team. Typically looks just not good at all. Still trying to figure things out. So this was a game that the Hurricanes should have won. This was a gimme game. This was what Anaheim used to be years ago. But now, yeah, that was a really good game. But, you know, heading into this game, you know, I think the just the road trip was starting to wear on the team because I will say they did put forth a good effort in this game. They did. It wasn't like they're just out there not trying and just all over the place playing super sloppy. I'll also say this game, it wasn't very, it wasn't their tightest game, I should say, um, but it wasn't their sloppiest game either. They, they played all right. Um, they put forth a good effort, but you can tell like the road trip was wearing on them. You could tell at times they were gassed and they're struggling to get things going. And, you know, I do think part of that may have been how they just changed up the lines completely, like first line Martinuk. And again, I've said before, I love the player. I love him. He's a great player, but he's not an offensive guy. He's a bottom six guy. He is. I know Rod Brindamore, you know, views things very fluidly and, you know, guys can slot in wherever. That's fine. But Marty, he hasn't gone on a hot streak like Brock McGinn did last season to really justify being on the top line. If he did, probably be all for it. But he hasn't. And that's not the change you really want to make to try to get some offensive production. I feel like if you're going to change things up, maybe move Jesper Fast up to the top two lines rather than Jordan Martinuk. Okay? Um, 
that's how I kind of see that. It, and yeah, I do think that probably had a uh, effect on there. And then we also were missing Ethan bear in this game. He was put on the COVID protocol on last Monday heading into the San Jose game. And so he has, as far as I know, heck, he's still out there. I don't even know if he's back because I know he's still on the uh, protocol list. So I'm assuming he's still out in like the San Jose's Southern California area. He's just stranded out there. But, you know, the Hurricanes, which is, you know, heading into you know this game against Seattle, Philly game, and the Washington Capitals game, really a big thing theme throughout all this and heck the San Jose game as well is that the Hurricanes just aren't capitalizing on power play opportunities that is really what's been the death nail for them in was in this game and in the game against Washington yesterday which we will obviously talk about more later but to quote a Kaniac I saw on Twitter, the Hurricanes power play right now is drier than some of y'all's Thanksgiving turkeys that got posted. Plain and simple. And they have got to do something to get it going. I don't know really what that is because like on paper, their power play units are pretty good. I just I think this is just one of those season slumps that teams get into that they just struggle at in certain areas whether it be power play, penalty kill, offense, defense, whatever. I think that is kind of the time we're in right now. I think we're starting to get into one of those mid-season slumps. And I just hope that the Hurricanes are able to get out of this slump quickly to the point where they're not fighting to for a playoff spot. Because as of where we sit, as of recording 4.01 p.m. on November 29th, this is where the Hurricanes are at in the standings. Right now, they are at second in the Metro Division. Obviously, Washington overtook them in the first spot yesterday when they beat them so really no surprise there and then in the league they've fallen down to the third spot which we actually have some changes there which we'll touch on that stuff briefly later but that can obviously be something you guys listen or look at at your own time but the hurricanes they have got to get their scoring going and they're not capitalizing on chances that that's what they're doing here in the Seattle game. They just weren't capitalizing on chances they were getting. They weren't getting the lucky bounces when they were getting shots off. And something I said in heading into that game was that I felt really the key to winning that game was just shoot the puck because Seattle's goaltending had been really not good. <laughs> and up to that point, which I do feel part of that, was definitely a team out in front of the goalies. But the Hurricanes end up finishing that game with 36 shots on goal. That's pretty on point for them. Kraken had 22. But you look at this game and this very frustrating. I would say one good thing about the game was definitely them getting their shots off. 
and then continue to just dominate in the face-off circle. I think, you know, that's, that's right there is really good for the Hurricanes. And Frederick Anderson, he's still continued to be a standout for the Hurricanes. That game wasn't necessarily on him. That wasn't like, you know, uh, I forget which game it was, but, I, or no, I remember the game. I just don't remember the opponent where Freddie, it, it was the Florida game where Freddie allowed four goals in the first period and then got pulled heading into the second. And it wasn't a game like that. So Freddie was good in this game. It was really just the team out in front of him being gassed. And I think they really just, they needed a little bit of a breather which is something that they end up getting after this game, having Thanksgiving and all, all that stuff heading into Philly. And that game was definitely a lot better for the Hurricanes, especially in the outcome. And we will talk about that game right after this quick break. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without all the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Now diving into the game against the Flyers. This was a better game. This game was on the was on Black Friday. Uh, on the 26th and this game was better as a whole I wouldn't say perfect it definitely wasn't perfect I mean heck Philly ended up scoring 50 seconds into the game and it definitely looked like the first period of this game where the Hurricanes their issues of not being able to score definitely carried over into this game they just couldn't get anything to go aside from one Sebastian Ajo goal, which he was definitely a storyline in this game as well. You know, having two goals being on a hat trick watch, you love to see it. It's nice to see him getting rewarded and the team getting rewarded as well after having some offensive struggles because the first period, like I said, Philly scored pretty, not pretty early on, really early into that game like I said 50 seconds in Sebastian Ajo ended up being able to tie it up a little over halfway through the game 1340 was the official mark for that goal there and then Philly ended up scoring short uh, towards the end of the game or end of the period excuse me but yeah in the first period it was definitely just a lot of the same just the Hurricanes not being able to really capitalize on offensive opportunities that they're having. But the second period is definitely where the floodgates opened. In the first about two minutes, the teams just went back and forth with goals. And at the end of that first two minutes, they ended up being tied at three apiece. And that was really nice to see the offense just 
get going. Like, let's go. Because this offense, they can be electrifying like we saw there. Again, like some other, uh, other teams in the league, like a Tampa, like an Edmonton, or something like that. And it was nice to see them have show that part of their game. And then a little bit later on in the third, yes, Sperry Kotniemi ended up tacking on another, giving us the league, which we never relinquished. Stephen Lawrence ended up scoring late in the second period as well. Again, just to extend the Hurricanes' lead. And like I said, this was a lead that the Hurricanes never relinquished. Andre Svechnikov ended up scoring little under five minutes into the third period. Again, nice to see him capitalizing on offensive opportunities that he's getting because it had been a minute since he had had a goal as well. So nice to see him get back on the scoreboard as well for a goal rather than an assist. But again, like I said, not a perfect game. Obviously, we won 6-3 to three against a Metro Division opponent. That's great to see. At the end of the day, that, that's a really big positive. Offense was rolling. We got the win, and it was against a really tough Philly team. Carter Hart was obviously, you know, he, the the Flyers did allow six goals, but he did make some really good saves. So, Definitely the final goal total definitely says one thing, obviously, but he did make some really good saves in this game. Very much like going back to that Florida game that the Hurricanes ended up dropping, that dud of a game. Once Freddie came back in, he made some heck, some really, really good saves in that game. So, you know, that's definitely a positive there. But I will say another negative on the Hurricanes is, again, just the power play opportunities in this game not getting capitalized the hurricanes had four power play opportunities in this game and they failed to capitalize on any of them yes the penalty kill was able to you know kill off all of the flyers power play opportunities where they ended up going 0 for 3 on the power play you know this game wasn't one where it came down to special teams obviously but Again, they're not capitalizing on power play opportunities. They're not. And it's really biting them in the butt. The Seattle game was one. Again, they didn't capitalize on anything there. And then the game against Washington as well. That was a game where, frankly, special teams was the big difference maker of this game because the Hurricanes, they didn't capitalize on any of theirs, Washington did on one of theirs, which we'll talk more about that game right after this quick break. Folks, it's Cyber Monday, and at Built.com, it is the best place to go for your protein bar needs. You can get at least, at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy site-wide. That's 20% off site-wide, and an even bigger discount on built boost built broth and built swag and a brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for cyber monday caramel almond delight and it delivers everything it promises caramelized chocolate check almonds check delightful 
double check. So be sure to get yours before they're gone. They have 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving some white chocolate. So for a limited time, get special new Built Bar Puffs flavors, white chocolate cheesecake. I am majorly looking forward to this flavor because I love white chocolate and I freaking love cheesecake. So I am really looking forward to this one. The yummy protein treat is filled with a marshmallow center covered in white chocolate. And it has only 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. And so this holiday season, save your money and give your taste buds a gift with Built Bar. So go to Built.com and get everything incredibly tasting that you could possibly think of at 20% off. So head to Built.com and enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. Now, getting back into the Washington game, I mentioned that the Hurricanes failed to capitalize on their power play opportunities, and that really ended up being their downfall in this game because while the Hurricanes went 0 for 3 on their power play opportunities, the Capitals went 1 for 5 on theirs. In taking away the empty net goal at the very end from John Carlson, the Capitals would have won that game 3 to two so say you capitalize on one of those power play opportunities you know the game's tied at three apiece and then obviously if you capitalize like you really should have you could have won that game as well but this is not a inherently bad game honestly you could argue the hurricanes definitely won the first period you know yes that one was scoreless both teams really brought it Throughout this game, the physicality of it, you but you knew that going to the, into this game, these teams do not like each other. So you, you saw that coming, and you knew this was going to be a very physical game, especially with the way the Capitals play. They play that very in-your-face, physical, nasty style. And they're going to force that upon you. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And that ended up being in the second period because that that was definitely ugly for sure. Washington really took control in that period and forced their nasty, physical, ugly style game on the Hurricanes. And the Caps ended up scoring twice in under a minute. They scored twice in 59 seconds. And, you know, they... they they really forced their game on the Hurricanes. They did. Yes, the Hurricanes were able to bounce back a little bit later on in the period because the Washington, they ended up scoring pretty, it's kind of around the midpoint of that period. OV ended up scoring 11.58. And then they had the other goal at 12.57. So yeah, definitely around that midpoint. Washington really just really took control. The Hurricanes were obviously able to fend stuff off later on. Frederick Anderson was, again, a really big bright spot for the Hurricanes in this game. He made some absolutely superhuman saves and great on him. He has really been the goaltender that the Hurricanes wanted when they signed him. So he wasn't a negative in this game. And the third period, the Hurricanes did look better. And they played a lot better in the third period. They obviously ended up tying it up. Kotenyemi scored again 
That's back-to-back games for him that he scored in, so that's really good for him. And then Nino Niederreiter ended up tying it up about midway through the third period. But then the Hurricanes' just penalties came back to bite them in the butt. They had been getting better about not taking so many penalties, but here they were just coming out of a five-on-three. Is still you know five-on-four, and Washington ended up capitalizing on that. That was at 17:05 in the third, and yeah, definitely there was obviously opportunity for them to tie it up, but nothing ended up happening there. And obviously John Carlson ended up getting an empty netter really late in the third. Just kind of seal the deal for the Capitals there. So definitely uh, this was a game where you know the Hurricanes they I feel that they need they need to get their power play going. They need to be focusing on that in practice and, and all that stuff. Which you know they are, obviously. But they really need to get their power play going because this is definitely been two out of three games that it has came back to bite them. You can throw San Jose in there as well. Had they capitalized on opportunities there, they could have won that game. Game never would have went to overtime. Or it could have, but the Hurricanes may have stood a better chance at uh, winning that game. I mean, you just never, you never know. Uh, on these things but obviously that stuff is in the past now and the hurricanes are now again sitting in second in the division behind Washington at 15-4-1 which obviously is not a bad record of course but you know the hurricanes they need to get their power play going and they need to get their defense together because now they're which will be talked about more in tomorrow's episode, but you have two other people added to the COVID protocol list with Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo. So your your defense is gutted right now. And your power play isn't capitalizing on their opportunities. And your offense, even strength offense, is struggling. So they have got to get their offense going heading into Dallas because... Very well, you know, Dallas is going to, all right, their defense is gutted. We're going to take advantage of that stuff. And, you know, you're going to have to have your offense really produce because, again, your defense is gutted and your goaltender can only do so much. Yes, Freddie has been absolutely outstanding. Vesna caliber goaltender this year. He has been. But, again, he can only do but so much. Your offense and your special teams has to step it up. And obviously, we'll talk more about that Dallas game in tomorrow's episode. So in the meantime, follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day, Go make Locked on Bets your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so you can find it on whatever you're listening to this show on. So, again, go follow Locked on Hurricanes on social media. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever 
podcast platform you listen on, and I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode.